Hello and welcome to Meiwei's Chinese Medicine Matters podcast, where we share traditional Chinese medicine news, research, and topics relevant to TCM practitioners and students. I'm Lauren Kaufel, and in today's episode, Dana Yates will be talking about astragalus, known as Huangqi in Chinese medicine. This information is originally from an article by Kimball Chatfield. After graduating from San Diego State University with a degree in natural resource management, Kimball Chatfield began his formal training in herbal medicine at the Naturopathic Medical College. He then attended the California Acupuncture College, where he received his doctorate in traditional Chinese medicine, researching the healing effects of acupuncture and pesticide poisoning. Kimball has taught acupuncture, herbal medicine, clinical nutrition, botanical medicine, and medicinal plants at multiple acupuncture colleges, and has authored numerous scientific technical articles, reports, and journal papers, as well as the book Medicine from the Mountains, Medicinal Plants of the Sierra. Our immune system is a very complex combination of cells. It's a community of cells, really. That community of cells communicates with each other and responds to anything deemed as non-self or foreign, as well as any substance it views as dangerous. Over the last 10 years, a tremendous amount of research has been done on immune cells and the chemicals they produce. If a person is familiar with astragalus, known as Wangqi in traditional Chinese medicine, it is often in the context that they have heard that astragalus helps immunity. There are over 100 scientific studies on astragalus's effect on immune function. Actually, if we include studies on cancer and other diseases that are governed by immune function, the amount is more than 300 studies. For hundreds of years, doctors have seen astragalus work in clinical practice. But in the 21st century, we also want to know how it does what it does. Fortunately, modern research has now shown how astragalus affects our immune system at the molecular level. Researchers can now see how astragalus works, and work it does. In a bacterial infection, for example, astragalus increases the body's response against the bacteria. White blood cells are created faster, recognize the bacteria quicker, move towards it faster, and kill it quicker with much more powerful effects. Our white blood cells spit very toxic, oxidant-free radical chemicals, superoxide, hydrogen peroxide, singlet oxygen, etc. at the bacteria while at the same time protecting themselves with antioxidant chemicals. Astragalus enhances these actions dramatically. Perhaps astragalus's best immune effect is in preventing infections. In traditional Chinese medicine, preventing disease by assisting in patients' good health is the premier goal. Preventative medicine has been a hallmark of TCM for over 2,000 years. As a person takes astragalus over several days or weeks, the immune system is nourished to be smarter, stronger, and much more efficient. One of the most effective uses of astragalus clinically is in people who chronically get bacterial or viral infections. It is not normal to get several colds and or influenza each year. Astragalus can be a great preventative for these people. Kimball Chatfield, the author of this article, has had many patients take astragalus in this situation with dramatic improvements. He once treated an Olympic wrestler who, although appeared healthy, consistently came down with bronchitis and subsequent pneumonia 
nearly every winter. Kimball prescribed moderately large doses of astragalus for him to take every day in both tea and pill form, and the patient never had bronchitis pneumonia again. One myth about astragalus is that it will cause acute viral infections to worsen, especially herpes viruses and varicella, chickenpox shingles. There is absolutely no data to support this absurd claim. The truth is that astragalus directly enhances immune function to eliminate viral infections and greatly increases the effectiveness of many, if not all, antiviral medicines. If there is any toxicity or inappropriate use of astragalus, it may be with individuals who have transplanted tissue in their bodies. Immunosuppressive drugs that prevent the transplant recipient from rejecting the transplanted foreign organ do so by lowering their immunity in that person. Astragalus has been shown to reverse immune suppression and that action may theoretically cause organ rejection. Many healthcare practitioners believe that because astragalus increases immune function, it would also cause a rejection of transplanted tissue. There are few examples of this either way. In the two studies that actually looked at astragalus's effect on transplantation, the opposite occurred. Allografts are transplanted tissue within the same species who are not related genetically. In an experiment to see if transplanting allograft blood vessels from one strain of mice into another type of mice would be rejected as normally expected, scientists observed that the mice who did not receive astragalus showed white blood cells attacking and rejecting the transplanted arteries. In the astragalus group, there was no immune system attack. Astragalus prevented the inflammatory immune response that would have caused tissue rejection. In a more recent Japanese study on allograft survival, mice receiving transplants showed no difference in rejection between an astragalus group and an immunosuppressed group who were given cyclosporine. Sophisticated investigation of the molecular mechanisms responsible for this anti-rejection effect showed that astragalus reduced the genetic expression of inflammatory genes and organ damage in autoimmune diseases such as lupus. More research is needed, but these are very interesting early findings. Organ transplant is one of the three situations that astragalus intake may be contraindicated. One other is during high fever due to infection. Some natural healthcare practitioners are concerned that astragalus may drive fever higher and what is called a cytokine storm, where the immune system gets too revved up for our own good and drives fever to dangerous levels. However, there is no scientific evidence that cytokine storms caused by astragalus actually occur. In fact, astragalus does not enhance the type of cytokines, called IL-1 beta, that cause inflammation and high fevers. It appears that the opposite is true. Researchers at the University of Texas Houston Medical School found that astragalus reduces pro-inflammatory fever responses that occur during infection. Astragalus also inhibits tumor necrosis factor, which is the other main cause of fevers. Lastly, simply because not enough studies have been done with pregnant women and astragalus, it is advised not to take astragalus during pregnancy. There was one study on pregnant rats and rabbits that showed that astragaluside IV caused fetal death and toxicity to the rats in the study. Upon close examination, the human equivalent of the doses used in the experiment was over 720,000 milligrams of astragalus. For people, that would be about two and one half pounds of astragalus each dose. This would be impossible to achieve in humans. Astragalus has been broadly researched and clinically utilized in a variety of immune diseases and illnesses. Astragalus has been shown to reduce herpes simplex one infection and multiplication, prevent toxoplasmosis infection, 
increase the effectiveness of HIV antiviral drugs, prevent and cure cytomegalovirus infections, cure systemic candidiasis, yeast infections, reduce infection, speed repair after tissue injury, improve immune function in myasthenius gravis patients, prevent cryptosporidium infection, increase immunity in individuals with poor immune function, increase white blood cell and red blood cell counts to normal, and reduce infections. The research on myasthenia gravis is especially interesting. This is an autoimmune disease where the body creates antibodies to its own acetylcholine receptors. These nervous system receptors control our ability to move. Damaging them causes significant muscle weakness and fatigue, especially in the eye muscles. Utilizing astragalus for this disease may surprise even the most experienced herbalists who believe that astragalus, being an immune stimulant, would feed the autoimmune response and worsen this disease. The exact opposite occurred when 60 myasthenia gravis patients were studied in this astragalus experiment. 30 patients were given prednisone and 30 patients were given astragalus. Prednisone is an effective immune system suppressor with significant side effects when delivered at large dosages for several weeks or longer. In the experiment, both prednisone and astragalus reduced inflammation and the overproduction of white blood cells. Astragalus did not increase an abnormal immune response, but instead reduced the autoimmune response just as effectively as prednisone. Perhaps the most important safety finding was that in the prednisone group, five patients experienced temporary liver damage. There was no liver damage or any other side effect with the astragalus group. Almost everyone in the U.S. at one time or another is checked with the tuberculin skin test to make certain they are not infected with tuberculosis. In this terrible disease, lung tissue is slowly destroyed by TB organisms. Other organs can be infected as well, such as the brain, kidneys, liver, etc. When a person is infected with tuberculosis, the first major response is from immune cells called macrophages. It is the macrophages' job to recognize and signal an attack on tuberculosis. If macrophages are too few in number or sluggish and weak in their action, tuberculosis will increase its invasion into our bodies and require serious medication for its cure. Healthcare workers who specialize in TB treatment must have efficient immune function to ward off this disease. Scientists studying TB at Lanzhou University in China found that astragalus significantly increases the power of macrophages to attack and destroy the mycobacterium that causes tuberculosis. Over the last 30 years, the world has seen an epidemic of human immunodeficiency virus, also known as HIV. HIV hijacks immune cells, known as CD4 cells. The virus enters the CD4 cell and uses the cell as a breeding ground for itself. This kills the CD4 cell in the process, thereby severely lowering immune function. Other immune cells are also killed, including dendritic cells and macrophages. Over the last three decades, scientists have been developing drugs to combat HIV infection. Many countries struggled to deliver medicine to infected people to extend their lives. HIV medicines, called retrovirals, are expensive. Many people in the world infected with this disease were unable to afford these medications. The drug strategy was to combine two to three drugs together to give HIV-infected people the best chance of living a longer life. Researchers throughout the world continue to work on finding a cure for HIV infection. Research with astragalus and HIV began in 2004 when a study utilizing astragalus in a combination medicine 
showed reduction of HIV infection by up to 35%. In a gold standard study, randomized double-blind placebo-controlled, from the Thailand Ministry of Health, HIV-positive people were given either a standard two-drug combination of ZVD and DDC combined with a placebo or the same two antiviral drugs plus an astragalus-based herbal combination. Their findings were impressive. While the antiviral placebo combination did moderately lower the levels of HIV in the patient's bloodstream and increased CD4 cells, it was the astragalus combination that significantly lowered HIV count in four weeks and continued to increase the number of CD4 cells far better than in the drug placebo group. This study lasted for six months and left researchers with the opinion that astragalus could be very helpful and much less expensive than adding a third synthetic drug to the anti-HIV regimens. Our thymus gland, which sits on top of our heart and lungs, produces immune cells called T lymphocytes. The T comes from the word thymus, especially when we are young. It reaches maximum size just before puberty. Sex hormones created during puberty signal the thymus to shrink. It continues shrinking as we age. The thymus weighs about an ounce at age 10 and is about half that weight when we are about 50. By the time we are in our 70s, it is only about a quarter ounce in weight. Stem cells, thymocytes, are sent from the bone marrow to the thymus where they mature into T cells. T cells are extremely important for proper immune function. For example, one of the main reasons elderly people are more susceptible to infection is their reduced thymus size and activity. Fortunately, we create a large storage of T cells early in life that continue to reproduce themselves for many years. T cells help the body recognize foreign invaders such as viruses. This ability for T cells to distinguish between normal tissue and foreign invading microbes enables us to properly fight infection. An interesting study at the Shantou University Medical College in China found that astragalus could increase the size of the thymus gland and improve its ability to create T cells even after it was insulted with the immune-suppressing drug cyclophosphamide, cytoxin. An even better thymus-stimulating effect was found when astragalus was combined with the herb Hishowu, Polygonum multiflorum. Astragalus is a powerful immune system modulator. It has been shown to increase specific immune responses to multiple diseases, as well as alter immune function to reduce immune response when that benefits the patient. Either alone or in combination with other herbs, astragalus offers an opportunity to live a healthier life with fewer infections and immune diseases. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode all about astragalus. If you would like to read the article this information is from, you can find it linked in the episode description. And please subscribe to the show. It's a great way to show your support and to hear when our next episode comes out. In our upcoming episode, you will hear from Mark Frost on two important herbs in the calm spirit category, Swansaw Ren and Baizi Ren. Until then, take good care of yourself and your patients. Chinese medicine matters, and so do you. Hi everyone, Lauren here again, wishing you a happy and healthy May. As many of you know, Chinese Medicine Matters is the podcast of Mayway Herbs, 
a TCM online store and dispensary where practitioners can ship directly to their patients. This month on Chinese Medicine Matters, we're focusing on women's health. We'll explore a wide array of topics related to women's health at different stages of life. So stay tuned for informative episodes you won't want to miss. And we're excited to offer a special discount on our Women's Health Formulas category the entire month of May. Practitioners use code WOMEN24 at checkout on meiwei.com to receive a 15% discount. And remember to sign up for the Meiwei Herbs newsletter for exclusive content and ongoing promotions. The episode description includes a link to sign up. And thanks again for tuning in and supporting Real Chinese Medicine.